Can you use an infographic as a resume? Find out today as we welcome the career Sherpa, Hannah Morgan, to the show. Are you ready? Then let's go! Hey everybody, Ryan Roten here, and this is the Brand New You Podcast, where we explore how to use personal branding and social media to impact your career. No need to look any further, you found the podcast dedicated to helping you create a brand new you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Brand New You Show. I'm your host, Ryan Roten, and today we welcome to the show Hannah Morgan, the founder of CareerSherpa.net. Hannah has been featured by many major career sites such as Lifehacker, USA Today, Business Insider, and the Huffington Post. As the career Sherpa, she dishes out all kinds of advice on job search, careers, social media, and personal branding. Her mission is to guide job seekers through the treacherous terrain of the job search by providing a map and the tools necessary to navigate today's competitive landscape. One of those tools is her latest book, The Infographic Resume, which provides essential tips and ideas for how to create visual resumes and portfolios that will make you stand out from the crowd. Hannah, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Ryan. A pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's going to be fun. This topic is very near and dear to my heart. Let's just put it that way. Great. I'm looking forward to it. So we're going to spend a lot of time today talking about the info, your book, The Infographic Resume, how to create a visual portfolio that showcases your skill and lands the job. But first, we need to get some really important stuff out of the way. And my first question to you is, if you could vacation in only one spot for the rest of your days, where would you vacation? I knew this question was coming, and I love this question. I think it's a really hard question to answer, but one of the places that I've always wanted to go, so I'm going to have to pick that. I don't know if I'm going to love vacationing there for the rest of my life, but this is going to be my answer. Um, The Maldives Islands. Okay. And I have seen the most incredible pictures of those that sparkling blue water and those huts over the water. And to me, that just looks like the ideal place to be forever. So you are a beach person and particularly in warmer climates. I live in cold upstate New York. <laughs> and when I say upstate, I mean like almost Canada upstate. So I'm not I, I enjoy the escape to the warm weather. It's nice to get away. (laughs) I I hear you. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm not quite as far north as you are, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, You're not near the uh, eight foot of snow that Buffalo, New York recently received, are you? I'm half an hour away. Oh, my goodness. We didn't get anything. We got about a half an inch. And so it's just amazing how those storms go through and, and do that kind of damage. It, it, it's so close. It was scary for them. Yeah. I, I'd heard that uh, even just a few miles away from there, uh, you know, they it, it dropped off dramatically. There was just a small portion that got eight foot, but still, I just couldn't imagine eight foot of snow. Yeah. My friends who went through that, I don't, I don't want to go through that. <laughs> and Buffalo can handle snow, so this, that's crazy. Yeah, I hear you. So let's get back to the Maldives Island here. When you, when you go, which, uh, what, which nonfiction book will you take with you? Besides my own, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm gonna probably bring all of Gary Vaynerchuk's books because I could read those over and over and over again. Okay. Which one's your favorite? You know what? I, I loved his most recent one because it was so tangible. And it was, it's called Jab, 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 Right Hook. Mm-hmm. But I, I think all of his books are really just insightful and they are great at the time. You know, they quickly become dated, but I think the concepts 
that he is talking about, and it's all about relationships. That's that's what Gary's shtick is. It's about building relationships, and and that just more and more as we become this world of social technology, living on our cell phones and heads down in text messages. It's the interpersonal relationships that really, to me, will always be the most important part of what we're here for. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And we'll, we'll talk more a little bit later when we talk about proactive targeting, because to me, you know, the whole job search these days revolves around jab, 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 right hook. And mm-hmm. we'll, we can talk more about what that means here in a little bit. Now, I'd like to give you a couple choices um, so you can pick one and tell me why. In your opinion, what is the job search more like these days? Glass slippers or ruby slippers? Ah, so half empty, half full, right? No, I would have to say the ruby slippers. I really, and let me tell you why I say that, because I believe that each one of us is in control of our future. And if we know what we're looking for and we can set our target on it, our eyes on the target, we can get and do almost anything we want to do. And I don't want to sound like a Pollyanna or someone who believes that anything is possible, but there is something about believing that you are in control and that you have the power versus being a victim and being miserable. Okay. So let's talk about somebody who is in control. We talked before we started recording here that you had listened to the beginning of my uh, show with Lee. And so I want to give you the same questions uh, to start the next few questions here, just to see how how your answers compare. Mm -hmm. So somebody who's taking charge, which one would you prefer to see them have a personal website or a LinkedIn account? You know, I heard Lee's answer to that. And, and honestly, I believe that having a personal website is a better long-term strategy. And let me tell you why. I love LinkedIn. I think it's a great tool. But they make a lot of changes. And I can't predict, nor can anybody, what the future of LinkedIn holds. So if I were going to give somebody advice on investing in a long-term career strategy, not just immediate job search, but a long-term career strategy, a personal portfolio online and owning that domain is a better long-term bet. Okay. Yep. And I agree. And one of the reasons I agree, too, is because as popular as LinkedIn is, it could go away tomorrow. Right. And and every everything that you have is gone at that point. Absolutely. That, and that's really where I'm coming from. I, and Lee's point was so well taken and a great right, right on t- target in the, that that's where employers are going today in vast numbers. And that's the tool that people are mo- more comfortable using. But your point about what if LinkedIn goes away, what if it comes out of style, whatever, we lose whatever we've built there. Right. And that's scary to me. Yeah. So let, let's stay with LinkedIn for just a minute. Do you, would you rather see someone uh, LinkedIn or a resume? LinkedIn all day long. Okay. All right. We, we, no need to elaborate there. Uh, <laughs> so, so last, uh, pick one and why would you rather have a traditional resume, see your traditional resume or an infographic resume? You know what? That's such a hard question. I am not the hiring manager. Um, but if I were hiring somebody for most jobs, I think I would be more interested in seeing somebody's infographic resume. That's such a personal preference question, right? Yep. And if you ask 100 people, you'll probably get a 50-50 split across the board. Actually, 65% of the world are visual learners, so they may want to see the infographic. But I think a well-done infographic resume combines the best information and will include some text as well as some really meaningful data. So I'm going to go with the infographic resume. For people who may not be familiar with it, let me, let me, let's kind of back into how we even get to an infographic resume, you know, and and in, and in days past, and they're not very, you know, they're not long ago past. If you were a job seeker, you would put on your job seeker hat 
and you would go to a job board and you do your, you know, what some people call the post and pray or the spray and pray technique where you basically Mm -hmm. submit your resume or post for a job. And, you know, even like I said, not too long ago, you could, some employers didn't even have a way for you to do that on their website. And and the whole thing really just kind of felt like a big black hole. So uh, my question in that big rambling speech there was, are job boards as effective as they used to be? I guess it depends on who you're asking. Do you think the employer, uh, does the employer think a job board is the greatest thing since sliced bread or does the job seeker think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread? I think there are frustrations on both ends, of, on both sides of the table. I think that companies need a way to collect resumes that, that because that's what they're used to seeing and so these applicant tracking systems give them a way to do that but as a job seeker what we realize is that our resume is just going into this database and we have no control over whether or not it gets pulled and we don't know for what job it may be being searched for um, so I think that the job seeker loses a lot of control when they when they throw it out into those um, online applications. I think it's the best we've got right now. So I think we all just need to learn how to play the system as best possible. It serves a purpose. I, but I love the idea of LinkedIn and being, and I think that a lot of employers do as well. The beauty of LinkedIn is from a proactive standpoint, the employer can look for certain criteria, experience, skills, keywords, and search all profiles on LinkedIn. Whether that candidate or that person is looking for a new job or not and that's really the magic because I if I post a job I can't make sure that gets into every qualified candidates in mailbox I can't make sure that everybody who I want to see that sees that but from the employer's perspective I can have a much fuller idea and search criteria if I'm looking at LinkedIn profiles okay well speaking of LinkedIn profiles and you know just online profiles in general I know you're aware of the social recruiting uh, survey that Jobbyte does Mm -hmm. and they on their latest release that came out I believe in July this year 93% of recruiters now um, review your online or social profiles with that in mind how important is it to have an online presence today it's absolutely critical the numbers are growing and they have been when Jobbyte first ran their study which was like five or six years ago it wasn't that long ago it was like 87% of hiring managers and recruiters were using online tools to search for candidates So in just that short amount of time, we've seen it grow tremendously until something else better comes along. That's where the game is being played. And if you're a job seeker and you don't at least have a LinkedIn profile, I think you're doing yourself a lot of harm. I work for a college in their career center. It's actually a business school. And it it boggles my mind how many of the people I meet with do not have a LinkedIn profile. These are not new fresh graduates. These are business school graduates. So they're, you know, they're getting their master's degree and they, and many of them are working and they still are not on LinkedIn. So I think there's uh, just a lack of awareness of this job bite study and the trends of what's happening. So please let's get the word out there. So everybody knows. Yeah. What, so what do you, what do you say to that job seeker who, who may, who may stand up and say, you know what, I don't have I don't have a LinkedIn account. I don't have a website. I don't need any of this social media stuff. What do you What do you say to that person? It's always a personal choice, right? But when they're coming to talk to me, they're looking for a job. And I tell them flat out, if you are looking for a job, you need to at least be on LinkedIn. 
You've got to have a great profile there. You just have to be there. And then I throw out the job bite study that says 93% of employers are looking there. Right. So, so what does, in your opinion, then what does a good online profile look like? What, what type of things should you include? It has to paint a, a better picture of who you are and what you're all about than your resume does. L- resumes are traditional, traditionally very boring, very sterile. They're very um, flat. But one of the things that we all have an opportunity to do now with social profiles, and especially LinkedIn, is to do a better job telling our story. And, and our story can is whatever our story is. It has to start with what are we, it doesn't have to start with, but it includes things like what really excites you. What interests do you have inside and outside of work? What motivates you? What gets you going? What talents do you bring to the table? So mm-hmm. we, we always know that the, the online portfolio and the online uh, profile will include our work history, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't read exactly like our resume. It, it has to look like the, I mean, it has to feel the same. I'm not suggesting that people have two radically different pieces of information, but the resume lists our accomplishments in very non-personal terms. I did this, you know, you don't even use the words I, me, my. You drop the the personal pronouns. Right. But the LinkedIn profile, especially, it's a social network. Mm-hmm. So people are looking for, for something that makes you more personable. And using the words I did this, blah, 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 because of my involvement in that, this is what happened. Uh, they're looking for that, those personal pronouns, the personal connection to the story that you're telling in your profile. LinkedIn has given us the opportunity to include samples of work. In other words, you can embed Excel, Word, PowerPoint doc, pictures within your work profile. So that means that if you want somebody to know that you help improve the profitability of a process, show us what those numbers look like when possible. I understand there's some confidentiality, but but in many cases, there is that ability to show a bar graph mm-hmm. that takes me, this is where we were, this is where we ended up, and I help make that change. Or maybe you won an award or you were recognized by the organization that you worked for. Why not show that picture of you receiving the award? It could be that you spoke in an event. Why not have somebody snap a high-quality photo of you presenting behind a microphone? All of these kinds of examples of work help quantify and make you more real. So photos, images, work documents, Excel presentation, Excel documents, presentations, all of that stuff. So, so selfies aren't professional photos. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to call ninety, like where were we? Two thousand four, the year of the selfie, uh-huh. and they predict that that's going to be a, a common trend moving forward. You know, it, <laughs> I could see having a selfie on there if it worked in the right scenario, yeah. right? But no, selfies generally are not professional yeah. uh, and wouldn't fit on LinkedIn. They're, you'll see them on Facebook. Yeah, I see, I see way too many bad photos on LinkedIn or worse, you know, no photos. And I think people want to see that nowadays. Uh, you touched on something as you as you were talking there, and it, it ties back to a, an, another survey that I read earlier this year from Price Waterhouse Coopers that was titled The Future of Work. And, and as I was reading through many things in there that were interesting to me, but one of the things that I read that really stood out to me was that um, two out of five people around the world believe that traditional employment won't be around in the future. And instead, they believe that people will have their own brands 
and they will sell their skills to those who need them. Uh, you know, with that in mind, and I know you talk about personal branding on your site, how does personal branding play into this whole online profile? It is critical. And I, I read that article. I'm familiar with many other studies around that. Uh, the issue of long-term employment is dead, D-E-A-D. Mm -hmm. And we are now all responsible for managing our own careers like it's our own business, so we are our own brand. And, and so everything that we do from the LinkedIn headline we give ourselves should be self-promoting, not promoting the company that we work for because that company has no loyalty to us. Yeah, you know, I was talking to a, with a woman who works in a very conservative financial services industry yesterday, and she said, my company has really strict guidelines on what I can say on my LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that. I can understand that. Is there any reason why you can't change your headline on your LinkedIn profile to be like this? And she said, well, I'll have to go back and check. I'm like, well, <laughs> it's worth checking. Yeah. And I don't know where the message is not getting through. In other words, if our students and our new graduates and our workforce today does not understand the importance of owning their own career decisions, we have made a huge mistake. Not only is it is it a, a, a good thing for the in individual to be in control, it's also a good thing for the employer in the long run. Yes, they want to save money, and that's part of what's driving all of this, but they're going to get a better bargain for their money when they hire somebody who is sure of the talents and skills they bring to the table. That's what they're looking for. They want to hire the best. Who's the best that yeah. I can afford? Yeah. So it's a win-win for everybody. Um, I, my very first book that I wrote, I co-authored with Miriam Salpeter, was Social Networking for Business Success. And it was mm. geared towards people who were becoming entrepreneurs or who wanted to have a side gig. because we, And we coined this term moxie, multiple income streams, is such a lifesaver mm -hmm. for so many people when you're not sure where your next job is going to be and how long your current position is going to last. So all of this uh, circles around the idea of having a strong personal brand. Yeah. If you if you have a strong personal brand, then that's going to take you through the ups and downs of any career changes. You know, if you look at yourself like a business, there aren't very many businesses that have one source of revenue. And, you know, we, we need to really look at ourselves in, in the same way. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a little bit about LinkedIn, well, personal websites, and I'm curious, uh, are there other, you know, let's say somebody's not big on LinkedIn or they don't want that, you know, they think building a website is, is complicated, which, you know, we both know it's not, but there's people who believe that. Are there other ways, say, port, such as portfolio communities or tools that people can use to showcase their skills? Yeah, you know, there are a lot of them, and I'm all about free. I, personally, I'm such a cheapskate, right? So I believe that there, there are a lot of what they call personal landing pages out there today. About.me is probably one of my favorites. It, it drives, I get about 900 views a month um, from having a profile on About.me. Wow. I'm not doing anything there. It's just there. Yeah, it's pretty static. You just put it up once, and it's, it kind of sits there. Right. Review is another one, re.vu. Gosh, I'm trying to remember all of them. There's a, there are a whole host of them. Wait, if you think, if you think of, book, yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> there you go. Hey, you have a good reference, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. If you think of some, uh, as we're going through, let me know. And because one Got of the it. things, one of the things I want to do in the show notes is I'm going to go to some of these sites and I'm going to have them pull my LinkedIn profile and create some 
uh, infographics that I'll post as a part of the show notes. Right. So when I'm talking, the one, so there's a difference between an info, there are some sites that will pull those infographics and, and I mentioned those in the book, but I, I can talk about those. What I'm talking about now are the free sort of landing pages or hosting pages that where you just sort of upload a picture, a mini bio, and then have links to the different content that you want to share. Mm-hmm. So about, and you have an about.me page, right? I, I so, do, yes. Yeah. So about me, r- review, flavors.me flavors. um, are all those free sort of landing pages to host information about you, sort of a bio. And then there are a whole host and new tools come out every day that will take that LinkedIn profile and convert it into a, a pretty infographic. Okay. And there are a lot of those great tools. Kelly, actually, Kelly Services, the old-fashioned temporary agency, and Visually have partnered to create a free tool that will give you three different options or four different options for creating infographics from your LinkedIn profile. Hmm. One of my favorites, it actually produces some pretty nice looking graphics. But yeah, there are a lot of those tools out there today too. I'll send you a link. Let's go ahead and move into the infographic resume though. So if there's people that are listening to this and they've heard us say infographic resume over and over again and, they, and they're still going, I have no idea what they're talking about. What What is an infographic resume? An infographic in general takes complex information and simplifies it with images and pictures. So if we talk about an infographic resume, it's taking the complexity of your experience and skills and converting those into easily digestible pictures and images. So let's just say, and and this is one of the examples that you see a lot in the infographics that I feature in the book, you want somebody to understand that you've got the skills in social media, personal branding, resume writing, interviewing skills. But I don't know how much you have in any of those areas. Um, And it really would take a lot of digging to try and figure out what that looks like. So uh, showing a pie chart with those skills divided and represented by a slice of pie better helps me understand how much skill or how much of your time you enjoy spending doing those things. So it visually in, in ca- captures the the spectrum of skills that you've got and it gives more space to those skills that are of higher priority or greater volume. I, I would explain it to people like this is think of <laughs> think of an Excel spreadsheet with rows and columns just full of data. You know, it's very difficult uh, unless you're unless that's what you do for a living to look at that and glean any information out of it. But if you take the data, the raw data that's in that spreadsheet, and you turn it into that pie chart or that bar graph, um, that's where you start to see the power of being able to quickly deduce what all that data is telling you. Right. That's great. That's the best analogy. Yeah. And, and I think you, you mentioned this in your book, too. And this is just where infographics plays into this. Like 90% of the information comes to our brain as visual. And, mm-hmm. there, and there's like 13 million results when you, you Google in infographic in Google. So for, so for people who, you know, you're used to the traditional resume, um, and, you know, it can be a very difficult thing to get past because you've been taught all your life. That's what you have to have. You know, who, who do you think, uh, first of all, what are some common challenges you get from people when, when you suggest that they try it? I think most people don't know where to get started. Okay. I think that that's the hardest thing. And that's why I like the, the tools that will automatically take the content from your LinkedIn profile because it's an easy way to get started. But then many times they have this fear that it won't be 
well received and uh, or, or within their industry or whatever. And I have to remind people that the infographic resume is not a replacement for the traditional text resume. Mm -hmm. It's a, a supplement, an enhancement. Um, Complimentary. Complimentary. That very seldom will you ever be able to submit one of these through an applicant tracking system, which we don't recommend anyway. But it really it, it is to be used as a picture within your LinkedIn profile or on your personal website. It it could be that attention grabber that you email to somebody. That one of the guys I, I talked about in the book was going in for an interview with a, a company in California, and he hadn't sent them his infographic resume, but somehow in Googling him, mm -hmm. they found it and, and somebody printed out a copy and everybody wanted one. And so he ended up spending the beginning part of his informational interview or his interview, interview with these people explaining the content on his infographic resume because they were so enthralled with that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, right. And so that became the icebreaker. It became a differentiator. Um, it was just a great way for him to you know, explain what it was he did because he had sort of a technical field. I think we struggle a lot when we walk people through our work history. You know, they're looking for a timeline. Mm -hmm. Well, a timeline is not a verbal thing. A timeline is a visual. Yeah. Why don't we give people that visual of our, of our timeline of work experience? That's really what they want to see. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're, too, they're also a very quick, way to mm -hmm. tell your story without a bunch of words where, you know, it's just, it's just hard to glean anything. It's out really it. hard. And unless you're a professional resume writer, reader, and you read resumes all day long, which most of us don't, right? We don't know what to look right. for. And it's hard for us to find the information we're looking for. So I think for a lot of non-traditional resume reviewers, it's a great alternative. It's also really great, obviously, in a field that um, is already comfortable in using visuals. So that would be anything creative, graphic design. Um, we're seeing you know, a lot of people in the social media world are up on using graphic design and infographics. So we see some of those people featured in the book as well. They're embracing this. It's easy to quantify some of the stuff they've done. And it makes for a good infographic resume. In technology, you even see some people who are using infographic resumes again because technology there, there's so much data that people have to analyze and being able to simplify that in visuals is a great skill set so it is more common in the creative industries or high tech um, non-traditional fields but it can be used alternatively in any field to garner the attention of the person that you are meeting with and I don't mean necessarily interviewing with it's a great door opener. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask some specific questions about that here in a minute, but for a second, I'm going to ask a question that may seem a little off. Uh, it's going to go off on a tangent, but way back in 2008, you wrote a post titled video resumes, the next trend. And I have been noticing more and more online that Zappos is, now seems to be requiring job applications via video. So what are you, what are you, so you wrote a post in 2008, now that it's 2014, what are your thoughts about video resumes? You know, I resumes? actually, I know they're doing that and I wrote an updated post about, you know, how to stand out online and using video as part of that. I, I, video is so scary for a lot of people. You <laughs> can either ace it or tank. But I think that every person has the ability using their own personality and their own no-cost technology to create a rocking video. 
you yeah. know, the fact that Zappos is doing this, they've taken sort of an extreme approach and sort of eliminated their job postings altogether. And they're really relying on online communities and these video po these video applications to help set applicants apart. But but isn't that what, what any company would want? I want to hire somebody who really wants to work for me. What are they willing to do to showcase that they're a good fit in my company? We have to lose some of the stodgy, conservative nature of what we've been taught about applying for jobs. Because if we're playing it safe, we're not going to stand out. I mean, that's the whole point of the infographic mm -hmm. resume. And, you know, we'll see where video resumes go, but it's all designed to help you stand out and be noticed mm -hmm. and be different in that you showcase your personality. Right. And I think, you know, it is different, too, because when you look at the number of people who are comfortable submitting video um, versus the number of people, even the number of people who are submitting videos versus the number of people who are submitting resumes, that just narrowed the pool considerably, right? You're going to yeah, stand absolutely. up because you submitted that um, that video, and 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 so, yeah, it is a personal. It's a reflection of your personality, and that's that's the beauty and the benefit to the job seeker that's willing to embrace that. This is your chance. You want to get in front of that company and prove to them you're interested in the company. This is your chance. You can't get the interview, but you might be able to prove to them in your video why you want to work for them. What is the difference between an online profile and a social resume? That's a really good question. I think it's sort of a matter of semantics. A social profile could just be, let's just say, it's your Twitter profile, right? And it, within your Twitter bio, you've got 160 characters and a URL link to sort of tell your story, which is very limiting. I see a social profile as a little bit more robust. In other words, you probably have a few more characters than 160 to spell out your bio and your interests. You probably can have numerous links to other social media outlets or a personal website or something like that. In a social profile, I think you have more bandwidth and, and greater creativity and greater ability to tell your story. A while ago, you wrote a post called Mentor, Sage Advisor, and Guru. And in this post, you happen to share a particular story about going to a mailbox would you mind sharing that story? Oh, right. My dad's story. My dad was a recruiter. <clears throat> he did a placement uh, for senior level executives and high level officials in, on Wall Street. Well, I hope you're enjoying my conversation with the career Sherpa, Hannah Morgan. At this point, we've covered so many great tools from her book, The Infographic Resume, that I felt like this was a good stopping point for today's show. Besides, if you're like me at all, your head is probably spinning and you're eager to give some of the tools we discussed a try. And so, as promised during the show, I will actually be using some of the various tools myself, and you'll be able to find examples of each one of them in the show notes. So be sure to check out today's show notes at ryanroten.com forward slash career Sherpa. Now, today's conversation was heavily focused on tips and tools you can use to help you stand out in the 21st century job search model. Now, in part two of my discussion with Hannah, we're going to take a deeper dive into how, how you use the tools and how to capture the attention of your desired future employer. So until we meet again in part two, don't forget to check out the show notes for links to everything we discussed today. And I highly recommend you pay a visit to Hannah's site, careersherpa.net, to get more great career tips and advice. Now, as a podcast listener, you know one of the best ways you can help this show grow and continue to serve others is to stop by iTunes and leave a rating and review for the show. If you do, not only will I be humbled and grateful, but I'll certainly mention you in a future show. So I'm curious, 
What are your thoughts today on using infographic resumes? Do you think that they can work in your industry? I'd love to hear your answer, and if you're willing to share, shoot me an email at rlroten at gmail.com with the subject line, Infographic Resumes. You can also head over to ryanroten.com forward slash podcast. Right there in the middle of the page is a speak pipe button. Click on it and record a voice message and send it directly to my inbox. So remember, just because you've done one thing for the first part of your career doesn't mean you have to do the same for the next part. But to get there, you have to choose to become a brand new you. So go ahead, press the reset button and get started today. Thank you all for your support. And until next time, I've been Ryan and I'm out.